This is She Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I'm so glad to be with you. And also in the studio with me are two wonderful, beautiful, intelligent, amazing ladies. <laughs> I can't think of any more good adjectives. <laughs> They're there. Anyway, I'm Stephanie with you. And Carla. And Buzz. <laughs> I love that pause. Her <laughs> buzz has impeccable timing, I have to say. There's my other compliment. Anyway, we are She Talk Live, and thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And we have a lot to discuss tonight, don't we, ladies? We sure do. But uh, if you want to weigh in with your thoughts, you can give us a call at 603-435-1105. Tell your friends to watch us on the cam, too, because there are several special, I guess, Easter eggs, shall we say, for anyone who uh, t- actually tunes into the show live and watches us on the cam. We were doing a little goofing around before the show started, just being being fun, hamming it up on the cam, <laughs> I guess you could say. But you won't see that unless you tune, it, tune in. So go to cam.freetalklive.com and check us out doing what we do. And of course, call us 603-435-1105 is our number. And we'll we'll talk about whatever you bring up. So, But first, uh, since we don't have any calls in the line to start the show, I think we're going to talk about something that has been a piece of very good news in all of our lives recently. And that is Carla. Carla has has uh, been appointed president of the Free State Project. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I think. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, que- Queen is more appropriate, I guess. That was her nickname before. It was Queen Quill. Yes. She organized Porkfest the last two years. And Pork- Porkfest is, of course, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which you can find out more about by going to porcfest.com. We are all porks because pork is short for porcupine, and a porcupine is the mascot of the Free State Project, which is the reason that we're all here in New Hampshire. Right? Yep. And that was a little too much explanation, I guess. But <laughs> No, that's always good to give a bit of the history. <clears throat> Sometimes people are, I'm sure people are wondering when, you know, they tune into this radio show for the first time and there's a bunch of ladies sitting on the air saying, we're porks. <laughs> and they're like, what the heck are they talking about? <laughs> you like meat? <laughs> So it never hurts to clarify. That's the moral of the story. But yes, Carla uh, organized Porkfest for the last two years, and she had this crown that was made out of porcupine quills. And I thought that was really cool. And it kind of garnered her the nickname Queen Quill. That's so right. We like to call her that. And it's very appropriate because she has this this sort of regal uh, air. She you know she carries herself very well. And everybody notices her presence when she walks into the room. And they oh, start wow. to bow. They, they start, they start to curtsy. How was my curtsy? I have to say your curtsy has been the best one yet. I'm, I'm, I'm just gay that way. Wow. That was a good compliment. So, yeah. You made the curtsy work in slacks, so that takes some doing. Wow. Yeah, I have to say that is a talent. There's a reason why the uh, it's the, what is it, the lords and ladies of the court? Yes. I don't know. They, they have kind of... They have kind of tight pants, the lords. They don't really do much curtsying. But Buzz, Buzz I've, been, I've been told that I put the lady in ladylike. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So I see the giggling has already begun. <laughs> Every time on She Talk Live, there's a lot of giggling because we have a great deal of fun doing this show. Yes. But uh, this is somewhat of a serious topic, I guess. Carla becoming the president of the Free State Project. Uh, which itself is somewhat of an irony, I suppose, right? Because the Free State Project is very decentralized. Exactly. So yeah. it's sort of 
I, you know, <laughs> not really quite sure what I'm president of, but I do like the the voluntary monarchy angle. <laughs> the quaint cool part sits a little better with my sentiments. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's an incredibly decentralized organization, and so really, I you know, I, my function, for lack of a better term, is pretty much administrative, as far as I can tell, and sort of you know, spokesmany. And just to keep people excited, getting people to move, talk about the Free State Project, and mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, let's make it a success and let's do it as fast as possible. Hell yes. That's what I say. And I think it's really important, too, that you said spokesperson because, or actually you said spokesman, but whatever. <laughs> oh, forgive me. <laughs> you know... Okay, this is something we can talk about later, but I've had actually some criticism for calling this show She Talk Live because people say it's bringing up gender when gender is irrelevant. We talked about this on my podcast, Pork Therapy, a couple weeks ago, but we'll talk about that later. For now, I just want to say that it's Carla does an amazing job being a spokesperson for the Free State Project because uh, she's got a background in writing. And in fact, a couple of months ago on She Talk Live, she read one of her original pieces on the air, and that was pretty cool. And... Uh, I think, Carla, that you're a very good communicator and I see that, you know, you're doing a lot of that, a lot of that role, you know, kind of press releases, articles, interviews, that kind of thing. And as far as I'm concerned, that's really appropriate for someone who is identified as the president of the Free State Project just to promote it as much as possible and help make it a success. Yeah, I I mean, ultimately, you know, I, I sat down and I sort of try to figure out, okay, what am I doing? Where do we want to go? What's the plan? And realized our entire job is publicity. People need to know about the Free State Project. They need to understand what we're about, who we are. Freestateproject.org, right? Yes. If they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I still need to work a little bit on <laughs> Well, I think most of the people who are hearing the show will probably be at least familiar with the Free State Project, but just in case there aren't, you know, maybe we could get some other more traffic to the website and stuff. And give us the elevator pitch. What is the Free State Project? Um, The Free State Project is a plan to get 20,000 libertarian or freedom-oriented people to move to New Hampshire in order to make it a freer place. Some people are taking avenues from uh, working within the system. So through the legislative process, some people are coming and doing various forms of civil disobedience. But basically, the belief is um, if we get 20,000 people here, and I actually think that number is probably lower than that. At the moment, we have uh, almost a thousand movers who have moved to New Hampshire and we are seeing significant changes happening already, you know, yeah. both in the legislative bodies and um, and just with civil disobedience and sort of a, a battle for ideas, I think, within the mm-hmm. mindset of people within New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, I think all of us, well, all of us are early movers for the Free State Projects because it it has surpassed half of its goal. It's like more than 10,000 people have signed up to pledge to move to New Hampshire if they get uh, 20,000 other people to do the same. And the three of us are ladies who didn't didn't want to wait for that to happen, right? We moved early. And I moved here in 2006, so I've been here five, five years. Wow. And I've seen a lot of dramatic changes happen in the state, just both in terms of, I mean... Wow, my whole social network now is is free staters. I mean, that's that's who I spend my free time with and wanna wanna hang out with. We work on projects together. Uh, you know, businesses have formed that kind of relationship. Uh, activism happens all the time. There's always activism going on, whether it be outreach 
or um, civil disobedience, some of the, or maybe some of the inside the system uh, activism going on. There's there's just always competing events, and it's sometimes really hard to choose which ones to go to. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I, it's it's a really big community now. It's huge. I, I mean, don't even you know, know everyone. Activists. Yeah, me either. Not even you close. Know, it's it's. I've been here like two years, and already just my friend base has just grown exponentially. Yeah, yeah. And Buzz actually. This is cool. We should talk about this too. Buzz has a an event that she does um, that specifically is aimed at, um, I guess, bringing more gays and lesbians. It's, to kind, it's kind of funny because the first year at Porkfest, I was just kind of a lurker. Nobody <laughs> knew who I was. I had only been here like maybe, oh, at that point, I'd only been here like six or eight weeks. I think I met you at the first time you went to Porkfest in two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, yeah, just just met you really briefly, but I'm so glad that you stuck around and got so much so much more active the next couple of years, and <laughs> and I'm glad you're here today. Yay. Well, I oh, think right. in some ways the community so, sort of um, helps people who might be okay. You said lurker that might be you know, <laughs> but even just you know shy or maybe you know on the quieter side or yes. you know a lot of our community is kind of made up of of. I mean, tech nerds <laughs> is a yeah. big portion. And, and actually, that's, that's changing, too, which is yeah. exciting. I mean, really, as the movement grows, um, you know, we're seeing people come in with different levels and skills. And yes, you know, I mean, we'll always have a, I will anyway, have, you know, a, a soft place in my heart for the, the, the computer geeks. <laughs> Carla's but, um, husband is a computer geek. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right about the um, sense of community drawing people out of their shells. I was definitely what would be described as a lurker when I first came here. And look at me now. I'm hosting She Talk Live with you beautiful <laughs> ladies. So <laughs> there's more coming up when we return from our break. This is, of course, She Talk Live. You can give us a call at 603-435-1105. We'll be back. This is She Talk Live. Welcome back to our show. And thank you so much for joining us. We certainly do appreciate you listening. And I appreciate you ladies coming into the studio tonight to do the show with me. And we're having so much fun already. This is Stephanie with you. And Carla. And Buzz. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) The impeccable timing comes back again. (laughs) But anyway, so uh, if you would like to call us with your thoughts, 603-435-1105 is our number. You can always reach us that way. And we had heard, I guess, during the break that some people were experiencing some technical difficulties with the cam, but that should be up and running right now. And you should be able to see us hamming it up, doing all kinds of crazy things and ooh, saying hi. <laughs> right? <laughs> people are going to hear this podcast tomorrow and say, what, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> so this only really makes sense to our live listeners. But please do join in uh, the conversation by calling us. And of course... Check out the cam, cam.freetalklive.com is where you can find it. And also, I believe cam.lrn.fm works as well. And we are heard on the Liberty Radio Network, a place where you can find a lot of cool liberty-oriented content. Sure can. Yes. I know. I was so excited. I was driving in Manchester the other day in the radio. Like, oh, it was playing. It wasn't playing She Talk, but I was like, oh, that's LRN. Well, you, you're you not allowed to listen if it's not playing She Talk. I know, no, right? <laughs> Just kidding. No, that's really cool. I know. I actually hear from a lot of different people who say, oh, you know, I was driving around Manchester the other day and I heard your voice because 
<laughs> not only do uh, we do She Talk Live, but I also sometimes appear on uh, Prometheus Unchained, and I have my own podcast called Pork Therapy, where we talk about voluntary relationships. Um, it's basically a relationship show from a liberty perspective. Nice. So uh, I think my voice is on LRN.FM a lot, but it's always nice to know that people are hearing those ideas, and I'm sure they reach a lot of different people that we don't expect. And I think that's one of the themes that comes out in She Talk Live a lot is the idea of communicating the ideas of liberty Mm -hmm. and how to best reach the most people that we can and give them a principled, consistent message of liberty. And that was one of the things that we were talking about last segment um, when we... It, it was old news. It was broken a while ago. But uh, <laughs> this is the first time we've had an opportunity to talk to Carla since she's been the president of the Free State Project. And we were talking about outreach and how we can be most effective with that to get the Free State Project's goal accomplished of getting 20,000 people to move to New Hampshire and get active for liberty, whatever that means to them. So, Carla, I want to ask you, how do you think that can be best accomplished? I mean, what kinds of outreach? Softball. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of outreach? I softball questions. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm just saying. Oh. What what kind of? Um, I know you want to focus on outreach, right? right? But specifically, what what kinds do you think are the most effective? Are you basically? Um, have you done much outreach so far? I um, I mean, I think. Th- it's hard to say what's going to be the most effective. We're pretty much a volunteer-run organization, and so um, I had jokingly said. Um, a lot of our listeners probably know who Chris Lawless is. He um, organizes or has organized in the past Liberty Forum, which is mm-hmm. our sister event to Porcupine Freedom Festival, which takes place in June. Yeah. Liberty Forum's doer. in the winter. He's a, he's like an ultra doer. Yeah. And someone asked me, well, what would you need in order to like get the other 10,000 pledgers signed up in the next two years? And I was like, give me a hundred Chris Lawlesses. Yeah, because he's one of those people who will just he will take an idea, he will originate it, he'll get people excited and he will do everything. He will design, organize to have the T-shirts designed. He will have the flyers printed up. He will get the masses, you know, excited in different cities. And we're doing a nationwide outreach because Chris was like, I have an idea and I'm going to make it happen. So, so you're you're specifically talking about the Atlas Shrugged Outreach, yes. is that right? Okay, so I, actually this is something I want to talk about because I'm interested in this. Um, basically, there's a plan. This guy, Chris Lawless, had this idea to do outreach, hand out flyers uh, promoting the Free State Project, and have some activists wearing Free State Project t-shirts mm-hmm. at the opening, I guess, shows of Atlas Shrugged around the country. That's correct. And he organized this all himself. I mean, as you said, he did the fundraising, he did the T-shirts, he got the flyers printed, and he made this happen, which right. is so cool. Did you in, in mere minutes, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And part of that is using social networking to organize this kind of stuff, which I think is another really effective tool that we have that is essentially free and doesn't cost you. And I think, you know, Chris, based on his track record, is someone who can ask for help and he's going to get it because people know whatever plan he comes up with mm-hmm. is going to happen. Yes. And so, you know, we, we're, we're all people who love to talk. We love to philosophize. We love to sit and, you know... <laughs> ramble on until two or three in the morning but there's there's a lot of talking and the other part of of being an activist is actually acting yeah and so like making stuff happen and so i think in some ways just to circle back to your you know outreach 
yes, there are various different messages for various different, you know, audiences and different avenues to do that kind of stuff. But really what we should just be thinking about is anyone who's interested in these ideas, do something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I do think it's important to to focus the activism in the way that, you know, everybody thinks it's most going to be going to be most effective because inevitably you'll end up with kind of a shotgun approach and there'll be different things that different people enjoy doing or think are more effective. And so you'll end up with kind of a smattering of different strategies. Um, but the Atlas Shrug thing in particular, um, I thought that was a cool outreach idea. So I promoted it and um, I thought it was I thought it was going to work pretty well. Um, but there are some people who say that objectivists and libertarians are so different and that it'll never work. And this kind of goes against the whole big tent uh, thing, the you free know, state project. I, I, I knew someone was going to bring that up. And I was like, oh, I need to go re, uh, reread my Randian <laughs> um, objectivism. But um, I don't think it's such a big problem. I mean, I think it's one of those movies people are going to go. Um, not everyone who goes to watch the movie is going to be a hardcore objectivist. They exactly. might just be... Um, Oh, God forbid, you know, capitalists or, you know, free marketers or just someone who liberty likes curious. literature or a liberty curious yes. or any of those things. And so, you know, it's it's worth a shot. And, you know, even if that person's not the right person, their friend might be mm-hmm. the the same Chris Lawless moved to New Hampshire with his family from San Francisco where they had just moved to because a friend of a friend gave him a flyer that someone had given him mm. at a movie about the Free State Project. Oh, wow. So, you know, you never can tell. Yeah, and and I love those T-shirts because the whole, you know, the whole premise is, you know, um, I am John Galt. Mm-hmm. And the T-shirt says, where is John Galt? And then it says, in New Hampshire. Part oh, of the Free that's State so Project. Cool. Yeah. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. I think Very that's nice. really neat. Now I want to do the outreach so I can get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to go on Friday. We're going down to Boston on the Porcupine Party bus. So, Oh, very Sweet. cool. Yes, I did hear about that. And yeah, I mean, that's how these things come together. Somebody has an idea and it kind of crystallizes and then other people jump on board with maybe a little promotion or an organized uh, trip to an event like right. this Porcupine Party bus thing. That's That's very cool. So, yeah, I mean... I've heard that that criticism like, oh, you know, objectivism is not libertarianism. It's so different. And I, without getting into all the philosophy, philosophy behind it and that kind of thing, I think you're right, Carla, that the people who are going to see this movie are not going to be um, people who have read every word that Rand has ever written and are diehard Randroids, for lack of a better word. Right. I think they're probably going to be a mixture of the liberty curious and yep. all these other things. So just an example of how activism can work and how people work together and make it happen here in New Hampshire. So coming up, we'll be talking about a lot of other stuff, Porcupine Freedom Festival among them, and the trial of Weta Claus. Stay tuned. This is Sheet Talk Live. Give us a call, 603-435-1105. We'll be back. back we're having too much fun in the studio <laughs> this is she talk live we tried to take a picture of ourselves wearing some ridiculous outfits which you can see on the cam if you go to cam.freetalklive.com <laughs> carla has a pimp daddy hat on that is rumored to be 
belong to the mysterious Ian Freeman, International Man of Mystery. (laughs) (laughs) And I have my rainbow um, flare on for for talking about Buzz's Big Gay Dance Party. And Buzz just always looks festive. So, you know. I wore my sidearm. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Exactly. And a cool hat, which somebody uh, complimented on the earlier show we did today, Prometheus Unchained. So, um, yeah, we're having a great time tonight. (laughs) She Talk Live. Give us a call at 603 435 11.05. And let us know what you think of Carla's hat, what you think about Liberty, how how to best attract 20,000 people to want to come to New Hampshire, um, and anything else that's on your mind. Give us a call. And we did have a call on the line. We're going to bring him on right now. I believe we have Jacob in New Hampshire. Is this Jacob? Yeah, this is him. Hi. Nice to uh, speak Hi. with you, Jacob, tonight. Thanks for calling. Uh, what yeah. was on your mind tonight? Well, first, I'd like to talk about. I uh, took a visit to Keene over uh, over the weekend. I uh, was there on Friday and yesterday. Cool. And uh, I got to meet a lot of the uh, Keeneacs and all the activists out there, and, and it was an awesome group of people. And I got to met, I got met uh, Ian and Mark and and a bunch of other folks. And Great. I really like Keene. I'm considering a move out there in the next couple of years. So oh wow, it turns out yeah so yeah that's great to hear. So where are you living right now? Is it somewhere else in New Hampshire? Yeah, uh, I live out in the Seacoast area near uh, Dover. And, Okay. On the other side of the state. Yeah, and I know Jacob. Uh, you had called the last time that we were on. It wasn't She Talk Live, but it was a mo- about a month ago that uh, Carla was on vacation. So I was here with Brett Vinat from the School Sucks podcast. Yeah. And you had called us and told us what I thought was a pretty amazing story about kind of how you came to the ideas of liberty, and saying that you know when you had grown up, you were in this junior ROTC program and like the police explorers, and and going yeah. all the way from that to the ideas of liberty. And I'm sorry if, if I was giggling the ladies in the studio are doing some funny, funny things, but, um, buzz behave. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You know, Jacob has tried to call about something serious and it's just the conversation gets derailed. What a train wreck, but <laughs> we're sorry, Jacob. But, um, no, I thought that the, your last call was really amazing because it was just, um, it just it just showed how powerful these ideas are and when they when they reach people you know they can they can get through to someone who's basically considering uh you know going into the poli- military and the police and all that kind of s- stuff so um so that's cool and jacob yeah. um and you're you're in college now right too jacob well i'm actually i was in college i'm actually taking some some time off right now i'm i'm you know not really at this point not sure if i'm going to go back or not because you know it's a bunch of money and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. um uh just still trying to figure out what i really want to do you know with my life but uh yeah um, i'm just lucky that, i'm just kind of lucky that i'm already in new hampshire and i don't have to work to get here you know Sorry, she's kind of happening around me so yeah that's that's really nice to hear because i think that it it is sort of an ideological home for people who are interested in the ideas of liberty this is in my opinion the best place to be the least lonely the best community and uh, and it sounds like you experienced that by visiting Keene this weekend, right? Yeah, it was it was amazing to see how many you know because on this side of the state um, there isn't a whole ton for activism. There's the the closest you know kind of activist hub is in Manchester, and that's still about an hour away from where I am. Um, mm-hmm. But it was still awesome just you know to kind of show up in Keene, and then all of a sudden there you know there's you know five people that want to go out to you know have lunch or something with, you know with you and. At the drop of a, a hat, right? You just texted yeah. the Keen four one one, which is a basically a party line text messaging system, right? Yep. 
And then uh, a lot of activists are subscribed to that. So, yeah, it is great to be able to just send a text message and then have five people show up to want to meet you uh, that just instant kind of new friends, I guess you could say. So that's cool. Yeah, I, I sort of see it as um, I, I jokingly had said to one of my friends from New York when I moved out here about three years ago now that actually it must be four years, but um, that, you know, it's it's you move to New Hampshire and it's really like Insta friends. It's like just add water, you know, <laughs> just add New Hampshire. It's really um, that's one of the biggest, I think, selling points mm-hmm. for this Free State Project is sort of that sense of community and you know, and it's a two-way street, but, you know, certainly, I mean, there's no reason why if you're on the seacoast, you know, Keene's only a couple hours away. Mm-hmm. We should, uh, we should, you know, keep, keep those fires and keep that excitement going. So, yeah. And it is nice to meet people and to already agree on a lot of really fundamental things. I think that's what people say a lot when they go to things like the Porcupine Freedom Festival or when they visit New Hampshire. It's like, you meet all these people and you already agree on maybe 95 to 99% of the major issues that kind of guide how you live your life, you know, major philosophical things. And so I think you feel a natural affinity for people like that. And it's much easier to form friendships. And then those friendships become kind of the catalyst for working on projects together that are part of activism. Right. And as we were discussing before, that really helps draw people out of their shells and get them uh, more active, right? Did you ladies have that experience too? Oh, absolutely. Yes, because I'm naturally incredibly shy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, I think none of us seem shy now, but I would have considered myself, a, I guess, a pretty shy person. I'm actually yeah. shy too. I mean, when I said that, that, you know... <laughs> Mm-hmm. It sounds facetious, but yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, one of my goals actually with Porkfest, and this is a very short personal anecdote, but I like to, when I do something, I like to set goals for myself as well. So I'm not just, especially with volunteering where you're sort of giving your time, mm-hmm. I think time well is precious. So, you know, if I'm like, well, I have to dedicate this time to something, I want to grow in some particular way. Yeah. And I am shy and actually phobic about public speaking and I had said to myself if I do pork fest I have to get over it and I would have never guessed that but I way. think I'm doing a pretty good job <laughs> yay <Yeah>. me <laughs> I would say so too so to get back to uh, to Jacob's call um, Jacob I know you've been working on an activist project and I've been sort of on the same team as you I guess for this project and I think that was one of the things that you wanted to discuss tonight right yeah um it was a free aid, and we'll actually, uh, I'll be back in Keene in just a few weeks here for the uh, Free Keene Festival. Uh, I'll be with, with uh, free aid, and uh, what free aid is, is it, it started out as just an idea to um, run a, a wellness tent at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, mm-hmm. um, because we never had that before, and, you know, we're expecting more people than ever to come, so we wanted to have, you know, some medically skilled volunteers on standby in case, you know, in case anything ever happened, so out of that idea came... Free Aid, which we plan on having as, you know, a much larger, you know, kind of ongoing organization of kind of like a mutual aid and a medical education type um, group of liberty-loving people. Um, yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, and just, just to clarify, I just want to jump in, Jacob. Um, last year and all of the previous Porcupine Freedom Festivals, there were no injuries and no significant illnesses of any kind. And yeah. however, you know, it keeps growing every year and it 
it just is always a good idea to have these medically skilled volunteers who are in the movement just present in case anybody has any questions or concerns or, you know, if anything, if anything were to happen, we would definitely be prepared to help out. And uh, Jacob is an EMT and he'll yeah. be, I guess, volunteering his, his skills and time. And, and we definitely appreciate that. Yeah, so there's, there's also, there's a few other, you know, there's registered nurses and, uh, and there's, you know, a couple other EMTs and there's paramedics. And I think there's even going to be a doctor there. So there's yes. a huge wide range of, of skill sets and knowledge and stuff like that that people are going to bring to the team. Yeah, absolutely. And I have to say, I so full disclosure, I am a part of the free aid team as well. And yeah, if you yeah, want to yeah. find out more about us, you can go to fr33aid.com. And right now that redirects to our Facebook fan page, but that does have some info and some inf- uh, some literature on there where you can find out more about what free aid is as an organization and what we do. And uh, Jacob mentioned that that he's going to be at Free Keen Fest this May. Um, Free Aid will be there providing volunteer medical services and educational outreach, as well as Bardo Fest and Porcupine Freedom Festival this summer. So many fests. <laughs> to, yes, so many fun fests. So, Jacob, is there anything else on your mind tonight? Not really. Good. I'm excited. You know, I've got three awesome Liberty you know, teams to get together, so we're planning on being there for one. I can't wait to be there. I'm excited too, Jacob. Thank you so much for the call. This is She Talk Live. We'll be back. This is She Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. We certainly appreciate you as a listener. And of course, we also appreciate Free Talk Live, which is the real name of the show. We just call it She Talk Live because tonight it's all ladies, right? During the week, it's Ian and Mark doing the show almost every day, six nights a week. And you can, of course, see them at freetalklive.com. Check them out. They've got many different features for your enjoyment. And, of course, you can also call us and let us know what's on your mind tonight. Change the direction of the show. We've got some things we want to discuss. But uh, you can weigh in with your thoughts at 603-435-1105. And with you here tonight, this is Stephanie. And Carla. And Buzz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, this is always a great time, ladies. But So far, we've been talking a lot about liberty activism in New Hampshire and the Free State Project. And one of the things that people do in New Hampshire is civil disobedience, I guess you could say. But there's someone that we wanted to kind of highlight tonight who wasn't intentionally doing any kind of civil disobedience, but has been essentially uh, hurt by the state for an alleged victimless crime. And that is, of course, Weta Claus, (laughs) also known (laughs) as Bob. That's our friend Bob. Um, So... The reason why he's called Weta Claus as a nickname is because he is an extremely gentle and kind and sympathetic old man. Uh, not that old, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say old because he has this, you know, this big white beard and, and he really does resemble Santa Claus. I mean, it's kind of uncanny. Hence the nickname. Hence the nickname. Yeah. <laughs> so Bob is a really kind and nice person. And, you know, he has been accused by the state He's of like New Hampshire. He's like Santa Claus's younger uncle. How about that? Okay. Young, I think nephew or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you it. can't really be... A, can you be an uncle of someone... Never mind. <laughs> if you're younger. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is besides the point. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was helping. Yes, that, that, that did help. 
Yeah, Sweeta Claus. Okay. So he has been accused by the state of uh, growing a plant that they did not like. And specifically, his charge is that they allege he manufactured marijuana. And how do you manufacture a plant? That's a great question. I know you always think of manufacturing as something that happens in an assembly line, but none of their charges really make sense. I That's mean, true, too. We've had activists here be charged with things like, well, Carla, you were charged with wire, unlawful wiretapping, tapping. Yeah. which I didn't see you tapping any wires. All I saw was you videotaping. I like to say when you when I tap you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. <laughs> All right. I'm going to be quiet. Now. I'm not going to make it through <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. <laughs> Well, I saw I I heard that Carla um, recorded video recorded. I'm not even going to say videotaped because that's a misnomer. Video recorded police during their normal course of duty on a routine traffic stop, and as a result, she was charged with a felony charge of wiretapping and chained to a pole for three hours and had a lot of her life disrupted. And it's just it, it just so. Uh, it's well, it's bogus charges, you know. Yeah. There, there's that for for me. It's, um, I mean, we all know the charge of contempt of cop, which is basically when they just throw um, disobeying a police officer at you, regardless of what you do. I mean, mm-hmm. I can think of numerous other examples. Someone like Pete Ayer um, from Liberty, Liberty on, on Tour, Tour and CopBlock.org and CopBlock, um, which just got a makeover and it looks really, really fantastic. I oh, would yeah. highly recommend people go look at CopBlock. Cop, C-O-P-B-L-O-C-K. <laughs> That's what I was saying. <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, what? Who's thinking anything dirty about that? Just... They, anyway, they took your property too, didn't they? They, they yeah. took my property and Thank have you, still not returned. Um, it. In fact, we filed a motion in the past couple of weeks just to ask for the return of property and of course now they're claiming that they got a search warrant and that the camera has gone to i don't know quanta uh, some some like lab somewhere that it's being wow who knows i mean it's all it's all like csi invaded uh you know dmv wow it's (laughs) that's frightening yeah but yeah that's that's what happens they charge you with these things that are bogus and don't make sense and then it really really disrupts your life and this is the same thing that's happened to you it's happened to um, pete and Demo, as we mentioned a few minutes ago it happened to william another activist that was charged with wiretapping the same time that you were and of course now it's happening to weta claus aka bob who has had this charge put on him as well. He has not harmed a soul. And in fact, if you go to um, tally.tv, they've done an excellent job of covering this case and have been there present at all the trials and all the motion hearings and have done numerous interviews with Bob explaining what, what has gone on with this case that's been dragged out now for several years, actually, since it originally happened. And what you'll hear Bob saying in these videos is that You know, I moved out to a really remote part of New Hampshire because basically I just wanted to be left alone and live my life in peace. And, you know, uh, I apparently he had a a neighbor call the police on him and alleged that he had, you know, done this, had had marijuana growing. And, you know, now the state has charged him with this and he's scheduled to have a jury trial coming up 
and I believe that is tomorrow. Tomorrow, that's correct, in um, the North Haverhill Court in Grafton County, I believe. Yeah, it's Grafton County District Court, I believe. And um, that's, yeah, in North Haverhill, New Hampshire. So I'm sure he would appreciate any support that people could get. And I get 10 points for Haverhill over Haverhill, which is what (laughs) I would have said. But, um, yeah, my boss at work is working on my Yankee accent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's important to blend in with the locals, right? Yes. (laughs) We're scary enough as it is. Because we're so scary. (laughs) (laughs) Not that scary, but... But yeah, anyway, so he's got this trial coming up tomorrow. And, you know, one of the things that gives me hope and encouragement is the fact that I know there are going to be multiple different activists present at this trial supporting Bob. Um, I I think Tally TV has already filed a motion to record this trial and has tried to get video cameras in the courtroom to help keep everyone accountable and also to have some media coverage of this event and let people know what's been going on so that maybe they'll see this and feel uh, the same sense of injustice that we feel when we know, know right. what's happening to Bob. But I think the judge has denied the motion to Oh, record. wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, in, and in it's courtroom. so interesting because it's, it's, it's cockroaches, right, that scatter when you shine the light on them. Yeah. What, yeah. what do they have to hide? I mean, that's right. what they always say to you when they are surveilling us and it's like well if you have nothing to hide why would you mind and it's like well what's good for the geese is good for the gander and Mm -hmm. so if you can record us why can't we record you and of course um i mean we had a recent legislative success passing in the house which would make it um legal in new hampshire for any uh new hampshire citizen to film any public servant in the execution of their public duties with an exception only for emts if it's like a crash site or something like that if there's a patient yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe they don't want to be filmed sure um so we're hoping that's going to pass in the senate um because the way the the proposed language is is um fairly broad it's it's nice uh we can have some fun with that if it passes because if uh, i believe the language says public servants and if it does that means that um that would include courtrooms Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, well i mean interestingly enough so um what i've heard and of course you know anyone who knows more about this case than us we're just trying to spread the word but we're not uh experts on it um, so anyone who has more details about this is free to call in at 603-435-1105 and correct us if we're wrong. But as I understand it, the judge in Buita Claus's case denied the motion to record in the courtroom because there were going to be, I guess, undercover police there testifying. And um, but they but the judge basically said something like, well, it's OK to take pictures of them outside the courtroom. So, of course, that doesn't protect their identity. So it seems pretty spurious, you know, why why they would deny video cameras, but then allow still photography. It doesn't make arbitrary. Sense. Yes. Oh, imagine that. Yeah, that's that seems to be a trend emerging here. So we're going to take a call. We've got a call on the line. Caller, who's this? You're on She Talk Live. Hello, this is Teresa Wormke. Hi, Teresa. Hello. Hi, Stephanie. Oh, it's so awesome. You are three of my favorite ladies <laughs> of all time. Oh, my and goodness. I'm just so happy. Well, I'm you're so happy you've done She Talk Live uh, consistently. I think it's the second Sunday of every month. 
It is. And Teresa, you know, we're coming up on a break. I don't know if you can hear the music, but we're going to put you on hold and bring you back as soon as we return. This is She Talk Live. We'll be back in a few. Give us a call. 603-435-1105. We are back. This is She Talk Live. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Always nice to come in on a giggle, right, ladies? Yes. <laughs> we had a nice, fun time during the break. We were taking some pictures in the studio. And with you tonight, this is Stephanie. And Carla. And Buzz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we did have a call on the line. And we promised to bring Teresa back for more. So, Teresa, are you still here with us? Yes. Uh, hello again. Um, hello. I, I was just wanting to mention that uh, I met all three of you ladies at Porkfest last year in person for the first time. And yes. uh, I just wanted to, you know, I know, um, sorry, I, I'm skipping back um, over your conversation about Weta Claus. Sorry about that. But I just am so excited about Porkfest this year. I wanted to go back and mention how much fun it was to mm-hmm. meet you all in person. Um, I met Carla at uh, Buzz's. The gay dance party last That's year. That's right. <laughs> I'm totally looking forward to it this year as well, being even bigger and gayer and yes. <laughs> even more fun than Gu- ever before. Guaranteed. So. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, we and, announced uh, today on Prometheus Unchained that uh, there's going to be a mermaid at the Buzz's Big Gay Dance Party. I got a mermaid costume, so that's my... That's my big gay contribution. I hope everybody's <laughs> picking their outfits out, man. Yeah. yeah. Costumes are encouraged, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Costumes and gaudy attire. I don't know. Ga- gaudy attire. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Buzz has already explained her uh, her outfit to me, so I'm starting to get inspired. I'm, I'm going to have to come up with something and uh, pack it with me when I when I travel there in June. My, my so. outfit's a secret. Make it something that shocks ah. shocks the TSA, whatever it is. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it secret, Buzz. <laughs> I won't say anything. But, yeah, I'm so looking forward to Porkfest. And um, one thing um, I wanted to mention, um, it was great that Jacob called in earlier about free aid um, yes. and uh, already explained uh, what we're doing with that team. Um, and, Teresa, uh, for, friend- for the listeners who don't know, Teresa is the co-founder of free aid. Nice. I'm so excited about this yeah. organization. and. It's been awesome to work with Teresa over the past, ever since she, I mean, she started planning this after last Porkfest. So it's been really well organized from the beginning. And there's been a lot of um, projects in the works related to free aid. And so, it's such a wonderful idea. I love the term Stephanie used earlier about voluntary medical. Oh, mutual aid. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of just that idea of being able to go to a doctor you trust or an EMT or a nurse and, you know, get the, the, well, to not to not have to depend on on the state yes. because as I'm sure Teresa will will educate us about this because she has a great way of putting it right right Teresa. <laughs> I think you guys did a great job already, frankly, um, and Jacob too when he called in earlier. Uh, one thing I did want to mention though is that um, last year Porkfest, uh, I met Garland Fix for the first time, and uh, she is also the other founder of Free Aid. And frankly, if it weren't for her, I don't know that I would have been inspired and motivated to really keep on and um, and keep um, trying to recruit other medically skilled liberty lovers to join us. And then as soon as we started advertising with some of her awesome graphics and um, 
energy uh, mm-hmm. surrounding this project. We found so many. We have over 20 team members now, um, like Jacob was saying earlier, and it just really inspires me to keep it going and slog through all that paperwork that I've had to do to kind of get us um, started with the nonprofit stuff and getting our accounts set up and, and everything like that so that we can um, have a PayPal account and reimburse our volunteers for their medical supplies and things like that. Yeah. Uh, As Teresa, I, I just want to jump in and, and uh, sure. just reiterate what you said about um, Garland and uh, the other co-founder. She's been so awesome with doing all these graphics and promotion and marketing for free aid. And, and Carla's nodding her head. Cause I think she's seen some of this stuff. Oh yeah. It's, it's fantastic. And I mean, Garland works on all kinds of stuff. She's one of those yeah. doers. Yeah. <laughs> she, she works like a dog on this stuff. And yeah. I mean, uh, if you if you ever need a, a graphics person or anyone to do that kind of marketing type stuff, um, I believe her website is avantgarland.com. So you can check that out. And I mean, everyone on the free aid team has been awesome to work with so far. And I think that's why we've been so successful at getting off the ground and, and getting a presence going at these other events besides just Porkfest. And that's one of the things that really excites me, Teresa, is being able to be at almost any big liberty oriented event and just be there providing emergency, you know, volunteer emergency medical services. And we hope of course, that we won't need those services, but it always right, helps but, to you be know, prepared. I mean, kids graze their knees or, sure. you know, stuff happens. I mean, it's a lot oh, of people together stuff and happens. stuff happens. So yeah. you, you know, you, you want to be prepared because that's also one of the things we believe in is self-reliance and, you know, proper preparation. Absolutely. Exactly. And Ter- Teresa always likes yeah. to say that the response time is one of the key um, the key factors in whether people survive a cardiac arrest, right, Teresa? Exactly. And one thing I wanted to mention is I did bring my AED with me to Porkfest last year, and I was more informally talking about it with anyone that came by the free agents. Uh, uh, it's not wasn't really a booth, a couple of tables where Jeff was selling beef jerky and Zach <laughs> was selling beer, and I had my AED in between them. And um, thank goodness I didn't have to use it. But I'm a huge believer in um, the more of my friends that know CPR and um, have an AED nearby, especially when we're out in the boondocks there in Lancaster, the less time it will take if someone happens to have a cardiac arrest. And um, heart disease is the number one killer in our geographical area. And so the, and it happens suddenly. With, you know, you can have a cardiac arrest very suddenly without warning with no prior symptoms at any age. And so... Um, it's really nice to have the tools um, that are easy to use by lay people like me that don't have those medical skills that we can even use that AED. And I own two of them, and I recently shipped uh, the better one to Stephanie that we're going to bring with us to these Liberty events. Yeah. Uh, so We've nicknamed it. I'm not at. We've nicknamed <laughs> it the free AED. <laughs> kind of a play on the free aid. Yeah, and I mean, Teresa, yeah. it's it's so important to have these to have education about this kind of thing, it's so easy to save someone's life if they do happen to go into cardiac arrest. The number one factor in their survival is that some something, sorry, someone tried to do CPR. It doesn't have to be perfect. You know, it doesn't have to be um, done by a medical professional even. It's just that someone tried to help and the more people are aware of it, the better. And, you know, especially at these liberty oriented events where we have a a seriously increased risk of heart attacks because George uh, Mandrick is going to be there with his deep fried baklava. (laughs) 
<laughs> He's trying to kill us all. <laughs> And of course, you know, at big at Buzz's um, big gay dance party, you know, there are going to be people on the stripper pole. pole. They're going to be physically Death by stripper hot, pole. sweaty dancers. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, <laughs> they're going to be exerting themselves and eating nothing but baklava the whole weekend, deep fried in bacon, and it's just a <laughs> recipe for heart attacks. So it's a good thing Free Aid will be there providing these services. <laughs> I'll sleep better yeah. tonight knowing this. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's been great talking with you, ladies, but i got to get going. Uh, thanks. Keep up the great work with She Talk Live. Thank you so much for calling, Teresa. I bet Teresa goes to these anti-war rallies and stuff all weekend. She's always busy with that, and we certainly appreciate everything you do, Teresa. You want to plug your blog real quick? Oh, yeah. I'm at uh, libertysnippet.com, and I've been having so much fun and doing so many things with all these projects and um, things like that that I, I really haven't blogged recently, but, uh, but feel free to check out my blog there. Cool. Very, yeah, Teresa had some. Thank you so much for the call, Teresa. Really appreciate that. And we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, Teresa had some very interesting articles on uh, parenting on her blog that I enjoyed a lot about treating every child as an individual and kind of respecting children's rights. I really appreciated that a lot as someone who is not a parent but had parents and was a child once, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was a cool call. I'm glad we got to talk to Teresa about yeah. that. Yeah. Love her. What a rocking lady. Yeah. But we'll have to get her on She Talk Live. Oh, at some she point. would be great. Yeah, we we actually tried to work it out because um, she does visit New Hampshire sometimes. I know she's um, I know she lives out in California right now, but she does visit New Hampshire quite quite fre- frequently. Like yeah. I would say every two three months. Yeah, maybe once That's a quarter. Right. Yeah, something like that. I know she travels a lot um, for her uh, line of work. And it's always great when she comes here, but we couldn't make it work to get her on She Talk Live this time, but I'm definitely holding out for the future. I'm hoping that sometime our schedules will line up so we can get her on. So this is She Talk Live. You should give us a call at 603-435-1105. We would like to know what's on your mind. Tell us what your uh, biggest fear about having a heart attack at Buzz's Big Gay Dance Party is. (laughs) More coming up. This is She Talk Live. Welcome back to She Talk Live. Stephanie here with you tonight. And Carla. And Buzz. We certainly do thank you for tuning in, and we appreciate your ears tonight. You can, of course, give us a call at 603-435-1105 and bring up anything you want. We had Teresa on the phone before apologizing for derailing our conversation about Weed Claws, but we really welcomed her call. At, you know, we all... We all enjoyed that, uh, what she had to say, and we certainly encourage our callers to bring up anything that's on their minds, no matter what it may be. We will find a way to relate it back to liberty, and we'll talk about it in an entertaining fashion. And we do have a call on the line just to start off this segment. I believe Nick in Illinois is with us. Is this Nick? Yes. Hi. Hi. Thanks for calling tonight. Uh, What was on your mind? First of all, I missed you all last time. I've been sitting on some material for a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate your persistence, Nick, because I, I know you wanted to bring up something that we had referred to in the last She Talk Live about two months ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple months ago, right before I called in, you talked about Hans Hermann Hoppe's uh, supposed statement that homosexuals should be banned from polite society. That's not yes. verbatim what he said, but that's pretty much what everyone interpreted. Uh, back in 2010, Stefan Kinsella came to Hoppy's defense in a blog post on lewrockwell.com to clarify what it was that he had said. Should Sum we just up, give, I'm sorry, Nick, can we just give a little bit of a, uh, I, I guess a recap for for people who don't know, Hans-Hermann Hoppe is a 
I guess, an Austrian economist and sort of liberty-oriented scholar. And he's very prominent. Very prominent, yes. And he's written extensively about economic issues. I believe he's a professor, but is probably most famous for his views on monarchy, saying that monarchy is probably the most acceptable or best form of government for various reasons. I, um, you know, if you like that, Carla, (laughs) don't you? She's the queen quill. Well, if you're going to have a government, he thinks that monarchy would be better than democracy for various reasons. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's probably more accurate. I like Nick is so concise. He just sums it up. I love it. (laughs) Okay, so continue, Nick, now that everybody uh, knows who Hans Hermann Hoppe is. Mm -hmm. Um, To sum it up... Uh, Stephen Kinsella basically explained that what Hoppe was saying was not that homosexuals should be removed from society, but rather that advocates of non-family-centered lifestyles who are hostile to the family-centered lifestyle would likely find themselves banned from covenant communities centered around the family-centered lifestyle. Uh, He explained it as being the difference between being a Catholic priest, which is someone who lives celibately while while coexisting in an otherwise family-centric culture, and being an advocate of celibacy who wants to impress that position on others. Personally, I can't tell anymore if Kinsella is just trying to cover for Hoppy or if Hoppy really just wasn't being clear. Uh, for the past hour or so, I've been reading a back and forth between Kinsella and someone named Micah Gertner on a blog called Dis- DistributedRepublic.net. Mm-hmm. I have trouble understanding what it is that Hoppy could have meant because I've never heard of advocate, quote advocates for homosexuality who are hostile to the family-centered lifestyle, unless you meant like militant homosexuals or something. <laughs> hey, Buzz, have you ever heard of a militant homosexual? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of know a few. <laughs> well, um, I mean... Really? Um, <laughs> Buzz is a lesbian, if you, if you weren't aware, Nick. Um, and... I, I think she was joking about that comment, but I don't know. I have no. no? <laughs> well, I, I know, know some militant homosexuals. Sure. <laughs> Do they try to convert other people to adopt to be uh, gay or? Um, not necessarily. No. no. Okay. No. Well, I mean, I could see. I could certainly see them. It's more about standing their ground. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Standing up for your rights and you know being treated fairly. I suppose you could say. Um. Nick, I found this quote on Wikipedia that I wanted to share, and I think this is probably what you were saying that you were reading about on the back and forth between Stefan Kinsella and this other author. Um, Mm -hmm. On the Wikipedia article for Hans-Hermann Hoppe, it says that Hoppe was criticized by his uh, fellow libertarian colleague, Walter Block, for his views on homosexuality, and that Block attributed the quote to Hoppe, quote, they the advocates of alternative, non-family, and non-kin-centered lifestyles, such as, for instance, individual hedonism, parasitism, nature-environment worship, homosexuality, or communism, will have to be physically removed from society, too, if one is to maintain a libertarian order. So when you put it in that context, that quote, which is in quotes on the Wikipedia article, so take that for what it's worth, you know, weigh that evidence and maybe how true it is. What does libertarian order mean? It seems like an oxymoron to me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that quote sounds pretty damning to me. It seems like Kappa is saying that all homosexuals are, you know, radically anti-family and should be physically removed from society. That's actually the direct quote, physically removed from society. And I don't know what yeah. he means by that. It's not very clear. 
it's it may be an example of poor communication, but I would I would hope that you know if if Hoppe had said something like this that it is caused English all this. His first language. He's German, I, I do, believe. I don't think so. It may not be. I mean, that almost sounds it. It sounds so. And, and I know nothing about this matter, but we'll speak to Long it. Phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, that almost sounds like a hideous mistranslation of some sort. It, because, mm-hmm. like, what does libertarian order mean? I don't even mm-hmm. understand that mm-hmm. as as a basis for anything. So <laughs> the entire quote sounds horrible. Yeah, I kind of equate it with herding cats myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go ahead, Nick. I'm, we're sorry. Yeah. Well, what Kinsella keeps repeating in defense of Hoppy is that Hoppy was not referring to homosexuals, but rather to advocates of homosexuality, as opposed to practitioners of homosexuality. Like, just because you practice something doesn't mean you advocate it. And I suppose what he means by advocate is like you go around telling everybody that this is how they should live. I, yeah, that's what I, I don't know. That's that, the only thing I can imagine. I suppose. I mean, it just—it's not very clear. I think, I think, if there was this quote that Hoppe indeed said, you know, I think a lot of his readers would probably appreciate it if he issued some kind of a clarification on that statement and just maybe explained his position a little bit more. Because I'm reading that quote and it just—it sounds really bad to me. I mean, maybe he has, but I haven't found it. Yeah, neither have I. And I did do, as soon as you called in during the break, I did a little bit of a quick Google searching and that was what I came up with. And, you know, if he, if he does have a clarification out there, then that's my fault for not finding it. But, um, it seemed a little bit lacking. And, you know, for someone who's a professor and who is one of these secondhand dealers of ideas, as F.A. Hayek called it, you know, in his famous essays, I think it's, it kind of falls on him to be really clear about that kind of stuff. And yeah, I when, think so. Yeah, uh, he he has gotten in trouble one other time for a seemingly anti-gay comment. He mm-hmm. was explaining uh, time preference, mm-hmm. and and he, what does time preference give us a little rundown? Uh, time preference is uh, you know some people want things now, other people can afford to wait, and people who want things now are usually willing to pay a higher price to get those things now. Mm-hmm. If you have a higher time preference, you're one of those people who would prefer to get things now. That's my general understanding of it. Yep. I think that's probably pretty accurate. And what Hoppy said during a lecture, it was like one throwaway sentence. Uh, he he uh, said that uh, some groups of people like children, the elderly, and homosexuals, all of whom don't and have children, tend not to think as far in the future as people who have Tell you what, Nick, I want to talk about this more. We'll, hold, we'll put you on hold and bring you back. More with Nick when we return. This is She Talk Live. Give us a call, 603-435-1105. Is this guy anti-gay? Find out when we come back. She Talk Live. The Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP. Features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at Ruger.com slash LC9. Welcome back. This is She Talk Live. Thank you for joining us tonight. We're so glad to have you in the audience. 
with you tonight at Stephanie and Carla and Buzz. Indeed, we've been having so much fun. I just have to ask, Carla, what are you drinking on tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Not water. (laughs) And Buzz, what are you drinking on? Oh, a little water. water. (laughs) I'm drinking on some green tea myself. Trying to stay hydrated here, you know. (laughs) Me too. It's hard work, this radio thing. (laughs) It is. Working up a sweat. Well, we got to we got to do the training for um, Buzz's Big Gay Dance Party. Yep. We're going to be on the stripper pole all night. Oh, we should do like a class. A, an aerobics class, like a stripper aerobics. Yeah, or like I a pole dancing class. Like we should all oh. take it. I, I mean, I if don't know. I'm, wants, I'm not a very skilled pole dancer. So if anybody I, wants I could, to have a class prior, I think I can have the pole up Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. I like that idea. So we, we, we could get it. Ms. Porcupole from last year to give the uh, lessons, right? Yes. <laughs> Doug. Doug, Doug, right? Doug. Doug's supposed to be returning. and um, oh, I, He'll be passing on the sash unless he wins well, it again. I, I've already got the Ms. Porcupole 2011 sash in oh, hand. Yeah. Nice. I've already got it ordered. <laughs> I already have it. Excellent. Okay, so before... Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, and another yes. note. I did invite uh, Kinsella to, to the big gay dance party, but... Oh, really? Yeah, but Hans Hermann Hoppe, he's not getting an invitation. I think that's pretty safe to say. I think I think that's appropriate, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he... Not coming to the big gay dance party. <laughs> well, could, it, would he have an, a chance to redeem himself if maybe he issued a clarification that was extremely... Um, made it clear that he was not bigoted against gay people? Probably not in this lifetime. Ooh, <laughs> burn. Oh, Rejected by Buzz. Ostracized. Ostracized. <laughs> it's not called ostracism for anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, let's bring Nick back on. Nick, we were talking in the last segment about this controversy over whether Hans Hermann Hoppe is anti gay. And I think you had a lot more to say about this. Where did we leave off? Can you refresh my memory? Uh, did I just get Hoppy uninvited to the big gay dance party? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he did that himself. It had nothing to do with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he would have uh, been jealous of Carla's um, queen, Carla's crown as well. <laughs> <laughs> She's the queen. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I was mentioning before, uh, Hoppy got in trouble one previous time. Uh, for a supposedly anti-gay comment where he was talking about time preference. Mm-hmm. And it was a lecture in a money and banking course. And he hypothesized that uh, because they tend not to have children, children, old people, and homosexuals tend to focus less on saving for the future. I'm reading from the Wikipedia article here. Mm. Um, and that was that was characterized as a derogatory remark. And I think uh, most of the controversy around it was that it was just his personal opinion or hypothesis but apparently he presented it almost like fact mm. hmm. well we learned today that um yeah on, on the facts on uh Pro- prometheus unchained that um one in five gay couples now have a child or children exactly awesome. yeah and um we yeah we were we were reading an article today on prometheus unchained which you can find at flaming freedom dot com right i think that's it download the archives yeah and buzz and i were both guests on the show today and yeah we were talking about this article facts about america's gays and and yeah they they did talk about adoption we found a map of the u.s that showed where um gay adoption you know gay couples were able to adopt kids and you know sadly it was lagging behind a lot of the states were not able to do that 
So, um, you know, we hope that that changes in the future. But yeah, I think I'm sure statistics on that kind of thing will be extremely biased toward whoever creates those statistics, right? But yeah. as you were saying, Nick, it sounds like Hoppe just made this statement and it, how do you pronounce his name? Hoppe? Hoppy? Not sure. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say Hoppe because I think I've heard it pronounced in audio that way before. But uh, it sounded like he just made the statement and just said, well, gays tend not to save for the future, and it wasn't really backed up by evidence. So I think, uh, I think it, evidence... You know, what I actually, contrary to what Hoppe might think, what I have heard is that the, the natural place of homosexuality in the natural order is that uh, gay, gay couples, like animals like penguins, are there to raise the offspring of, uh, of other penguins who have died and left orphaned animals. And that's important because that way they, they tend to an existing supply of children who need adoption without contributing to population growth. So mm-hmm. it's a built-in population control mechanism. So really, uh, th- there's absolutely no argument against gay adoption, <laughs> even, from a, even from a natural or whatever viewpoint. Because it mm-hmm. seems to me a lot of the time like people think that what's wrong with homosexuality is that it's unnatural or whatever. Not that that's an argument for anything, but that there's the counter-argument for that if you ever hear it. Well, I mean, it's unnatural to drink for humans to drink cow's milk, right? I mean, you don't hear them <laughs> arguing against that. It's just, it's so ridiculous to, to I don't hate, know. How hate many on... How years does it have to happen before it counts as natural, right? <laughs> well, and that, yeah, that's another thing. I mean, this article that we read today, facts about um, gay people in the U.S. or LGBT, I think, was that it was saying uh, something around, what, four to six percent, something like that. Uh, three point six, three point eight percent, I believe, was the stat. But I think that's wicked low. Yeah, I think it's low as well. Um, so three point eight percent, at least, of people identified as gay on this survey that was given by whoever wrote this, put out this article. It's the Advocate dot com. Oh, it was the Advocate. Okay, so that is a it, it's a gay website. It's a gay newspaper. Yeah. Newspaper yeah. Uh, uh, publication. Yeah. yeah. So I mean. But, you know, almost 4%. Okay, that's pretty high. You would think if this was a genetic trait that was extremely disadvantageous, it would have been selected against after millions of years of evolution. But, you know, it's it seems to be pretty stable over time that there's this percentage of gay people and they're not going anywhere. Well, I you know, people, people who are um, against gays or whatever and want to call it unnatural, I mean, it's... Yeah. To, to me, it's it's just like it's just not as prevalent. It's it's like being left-handed. There's way more right-handers in the world than there are left-handers. Exactly. You know, I'm one of those. There's nothing unnatural about being left-handed, but there's way fewer left-handers in the world yes. than there are right-handers. Um, there's mm-hmm. a there's a great book too. Um, an author put out uh, some years ago, just showing um, uh. Homosexual homosexual tendencies in in the animal population in general. And yes, they're it's everywhere. Called, it's called biological exuberance. Uh, oh, cool! And there's over <laughs> there's over 400 species of animals that show homosexual tendencies mm-hmm. that we know of. Yes, exactly, exactly. So yeah. it, for me, is some of them do it's it for not, fun too. It's not that it's <laughs> unnatural. It's it's just like being left-handed. Yeah, and just what do you call a left-handed lesbian? <laughs> You don't want to know. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you in a little while. <laughs> uh, off the air. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's just so, 
the idea of, of hating on someone, I mean, this is all we talked about this morning on Prometheus <laughs> Unchained too, but the idea of hating on someone for something that does a behavior that does not harm anyone that they cannot, you know, did not choose, didn't, cannot control. It's no different than hating on them for something else, arbitrary, like race or gender or anything like that. And when I hear this sentiment, this, I think it's, I think it may originate in religion because there's really no scientific or empirical argument against homosexuality. It's always just people saying, well, it's, the Bible says it's wrong, that kind of thing. When I hear these, these sentiments that, you know, gays are anti-family or whatever they say, these kind of things, that is just the biggest turnoff to me. And it just, it just makes me think that I don't even want to be associated with these social conservatives who claim to be in the liberty movement and to be pro-freedom when they're talking about authoritarianism in people's sex lives, essentially. Although, I and, and I hear what you're saying, but I, I think it's less an issue of authoritarianism because it really does go back to sort of the voluntary things. Like, you're allowed to express opinions that aren't popular sure. within the libertarian movement, mm-hmm. um, as long as you don't use force. Yeah, I think this is something we should explore in the next segment. Nick, hang on, we'll bring you back. This is She Talk Live. More coming up. Give us a call, 603-435-1105. We'll return more with Nick when we come back. This is She Talk Live. Welcome back to our show. Stephanie here with you. And Carla. And Buzz. <laughs> oh, every every intro it gets better and better. <laughs> We're having such a blast in the studio tonight. Always a fun time. And of course, want to thank Ian and Mark from freetalklive.com. That is, of course, we really are Free Talk Live, even though we call this show She Talk Live for a nickname. And you can always check them out, freetalklive.com. They've got archives going back to, I think, 2006, a long time ago, and all kinds of other cool things like the Shrine of Female Listeners. And Mm -hmm. I know Carla and I are featured on the Shrine as well. Me, not yet. Not yet, but I think... Well, um, I think we have a photo now. I I think we have photographic (laughs) evidence from tonight. Buzz may be up there pretty soon. (laughs) So, yes, you can, of course, give us a call at 603-435-1105 and bring up whatever's on your mind. We have been talking with Nick, though, and Nick has been Nick has been enlightening us. We always I always love Nick's calls because he brings up these really intellectual topics and I always enjoy that very much. So thanks, Nick, for making it tonight, making the call. And no, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a giant love fest here on She Talk Live. <laughs> but we we got uh, a little bit kind of high five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> virtual high fives to you too. <laughs> but before the break, we were talking about um well, we were talking about social conservatism, I guess, in the liberty movement and people who are maybe anti-gay um uh, espouse these social conservative memes like the idea that family is everything and you you know, there should be this giant focus on these very traditionally structured families and society and that that's the best way to have an orderly society. And Nick, um, let's get back to what we were talking about last segment. What were we, what were we going on? I, I know you had something to say. Uh, well, I wanted to um, give some more due diligence to Hobby. Uh, I felt like after mentioning that summary, I, I should read what it was that Kinsella said in his defense. Okay. It's a, it's a little five-sentence five piece. Sure, go ahead. Uh, 
Uh, it's a letter to Hans, and he said, uh, Hans, from time to time, you are still unfairly criticized based on your comments that covenant communities would, quote, be intolerant of advocates of alternative non-family, non-kin-centered lifestyles, such as individual hedonism, parasitism, nature-environment, worship, homosexuality, or communism. I've always thought it clear that what you meant was that in a private covenant-based order, one that is not only libertarian but also traditionalist and based on the family-based social unit, people who are openly hostile to the underlying norms of this society would tend to be shunned, maybe even expelled, not violently, but in a manner consistent with property rights. Some mm -hmm. of your uncharitable critics say you mean that homosexuals themselves would be expelled merely for being gay. I thought what you meant was not gays per se, but rather those people openly hostile to the basic cultural norms of society, who openly and habitually advocate incompatible lifestyles slash ideas and against the underlying normative purpose of the community, like a guy who hates science fiction would be out of place at a Star Trek convention. Thus, the gay couple down the street who mind their own business would not be expelled, but only those who are openly hostile to the basic heterosexual or private property basis of society. And apparently, Hoppy agreed with all of that. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense, I guess. Um, however, it, it seems kind of strange that Hoppy couldn't clarify what he said himself. He had to rely on uh, Kinsella to kind of leap to his defense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Carla looks like yeah, she's... Well, I just, I think the most interesting part of that quote was actually covenant communities. Yes. Because as I understand it, just based on what was read there is um, talking about a neighborhood or a community saying in order for you to buy property within this community, you have to adhere to these certain covenants. And so it is a free market voluntarist solution. If you want to live there, you have to agree to these terms. If you don't want to live there, you shouldn't. So in some ways, the rest after that to to me just becomes artificial because I could see you having a covenant community for nudists. In mm -hmm. fact, those exist today. Yep. They're called nudist colonies. <laughs> they may not have a covenant, but that's what's happening in practice. And so to sort of go with this idea of, well, the norm in, in some kind of a covenant community, I'm like, but every community would set their own norm. So it sounds a little artificial, actually. Like, I'm almost mm -hmm. less convinced after hearing that. Uh -huh. Like, I almost think, like, uh, it sounds like they're spinning. They're spinning something. Yes, wait, I agree. Wait, I agree, wait, Carla. It, you mentioned the word norms. What it says here is uh, people who are openly hostile to the underlying norms of this society, referring to this covenant-based society that he's talking about. He's not mm -hmm. talking about society at large. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. Like, for instance, there's this town, I guess, in Florida that was started by the owner of a large pizza chain, I believe. And it's called Ave Maria. And it's an explicit community where they live by Catholic ideals. As I understand it, I'm not too familiar with this, but this is just details that I pieced together um, just from hearing about them. And it seems like if you're someone who believes that, yes, there's nothing wrong with using birth control, um, there's, you know, th there's nothing wrong with being gay or, you know, whatever things that people in this community would not agree to, you wouldn't want to live in that community in the first place. So why would you be, you know, kind of living in Ave Maria, but then saying, oh, you know, uh, everybody, <laughs> everybody should live differently. You know, why, why would you be there trying to change everyone's mind? I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I I think some of these things would probably get solved just by when do the property rights originate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in some ways we're talking about a hypothetical, but if you were to build, say, a new development and you say the covenant is whatever. Everyone who lives here has to have a nuclear family type structure. Right. With a man and a woman and two kids or whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, that would seem odd to me and I would not want to live there. No, I would not want to live there um, either. But each to their own, I guess. It's that word norm that gets me every time. Who who defines the norm? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, in this particular case, Hoppy is using the norms to refer to the norms defined by the people who formed the covenant-based community in this particular example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Lately, I, I I can kind of think about this and relate it to my own life in the context of like a homeowners association, for instance. And I actually do live in a neighborhood where there is a homeowners association. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks. <laughs> and it sucks. Exactly. And I, it sucks more than I, a lot more than I expected when I first moved in there, to be completely honest. And I think if I had had the perspective and had developed my, I guess, ideas about liberty to the point where I have developed them today, I would not have chosen to live under a neighborhood association. Um, I did it because I thought it would be nice to have someone else organize the snow removal and the trash and all that kind of stuff, mow my lawn, that kind of thing. But um, what ended up happening was that I tried to uh, stain my porch one year because it was getting weather damage. And I, you know, we got this mean letter from uh, to, to the whole neighborhood saying, you know, you can't have ev- everybody's porch looking the same different colors. And, you know, stuff like that happens all the time. Yeah. And so it, it definitely wasn't as good as I thought it would be. And I just I shouldn't. It was my fault because I shouldn't have agreed to live in a place where I was voluntarily kind of giving up some of my own autonomy. Right. And I think, so. you know, I mean, that's certainly something that comes with experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn to do that. But contracts also, a lot of the uh, private covenant contracts are complicated and you just kind of think it's legalese. And I mm-hmm. certainly think if we, you know, as we move to a more voluntary society, um, maybe those things will get worded differently. You know, maybe the covenant only deals with how do we fix the roads or Absolutely. like where I live, we um, people are not allowed to paint their houses any other color than a certain palette of colors. And what I love is you see this little Yankee rebellion on all the houses. They they stick to the rules, but they all paint their doors. Their front doors are all like crazy colors. They're like fuchsia and aqua and, you know, cerise. And, wow. and it's just this little like, screw the man, you know. I love Carla's vocabulary about the colors too. But yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, really... Who reads those things anyway? I guess they did because they found out that they couldn't paint their their door or they couldn't paint their house red, but they could paint their door red or whatever. Right. But um, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Carla, about contracts in a freer society being kind of evolving to be much more understandable by the average person. Um, I know my home, homeowners association has a list of bylaws about um, three inches thick in a three ring binder. And I doubt anyone has ever read it. Maybe even like the lawyer who originally wrote it up and yeah. it just creates a lot of confusion. It's not helpful. I think a, a contract is only really valid when people understand what, what the they're agreeing are, to. Of course. Yeah. And are entering into it with full knowledge and consent. So Nick, any final thoughts? Nope. That's all. Thanks. Okay. Thank you so much for the call tonight. We really appreciate that discussion. 
And when we return, there's going to be more She Talk Live for you guys coming up. You can, of course, give us a call, 603-435-1105. Please do let us know what's on your mind. This is She Talk Live. More coming up. Welcome back to She Talk Live. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. This has been a blast. First two hours of the show have flown by. And now we're coming up on the third one. And we are so glad to have you with us tonight. This is Stephanie, your host. And Carla. And Buzz. Awesome intro. (laughs) Always love it. So we've got a lot of interesting things to talk about tonight. And we've covered some interesting ground from liberty activism to, I guess, social conservatism and the liberty movement and all kinds of things in between. But there was something interesting that I just wanted to kind of touch on briefly, and maybe it's a good way to start off the hour. But you can, of course, give us a call at 603-435-1105. One more time, that's 603-435-1105. And bring up anything that's on your mind. We will take your calls about anything. However, uh, oh, and if you if you tune into the cam, cam.freetalklive.com, you can see a little Easter egg for you. <laughs> Carla is wearing a spectacular uh, getup in the studio tonight. <laughs> it's really worth tuning in. She She's famous for this. She had the hoodie that zipped up and was like a mask. And now she has an, uh, an basically an amazing hat. But you'll have to go to the cam to check that out. So cam.lrn.fm or cam.freetalklive.com. Care to comment, Carla? Um. <laughs> yeah, I I apparently am the clown police. <laughs> Carla did dress up as the clown police one time. It was a great act- activism outreach tool, I think. Um, oh. She did this to protest the the uh, charging of people in, in Weir, New Hampshire, with illegal wiretapping as she was charged, and so was someone else. And I, they were also, uh, I believe, kind of going after this bar owner down in Weir. So. Yeah, they Weir? were. Where? <laughs> That's my favorite joke to make about where So I made a little myself. sign that said, um, wear clowns too. <laughs> dressed up as a little clown police. But yeah, yeah I think I'm going to have to lose the hat because... Um, yeah, it interferes with the microphone. It's, yeah, it's a little distracting. And even spe- for me. <laughs> speaking of weird, really quick, I just wanted to put in a little plug for uh, Biker Bill has been also charged with wiretapping for recording a police stop on his cell phone using the Porcupine 411 service designed by Michael Hampton, uh, another awesome activist. And, of course, you can check that out at porcupine411.com, I believe, or maybe .org. I don't, I, think, I don't recall, probably .org. Got to check on that. But yeah. basically it's a, it's a service that allows you to record any audio with your cell phone, and then when you hang up the phone, the audio is broadcast as a message to hundreds of activists who subscribe to the service. So that's a great tool that's been used a lot for activism or just to get the word out about other kind of liberty oriented happenings and events and biker bill used this to record a routine police traffic stop about a year ago and was served with a warrant uh post fact you know ex post about yeah, a year later for yeah. wiretapping just on some bogus ridiculous mm-hmm. 
And this is the same town we're where all these yes. things have been going on. So we're definitely thinking of Bill, and uh, you want to lend him uh, if you want to lend him your support. I'm sure you could just uh, CD CDEvolution.org, uh, Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund has been great with all these uh, different cases, Weta Clause that we mentioned earlier, and uh, and several others, just giving all kinds of different support to activists. So um, now that we've got that out of the way, we that was quite a rambling. <laughs> We, we actually have a call on the line that's been waiting very patiently this whole time. Caller, thank you so much for excusing our, our rambling. Uh, who's this? You're on She Talk Live. Hello, ladies. This is Mandrick. Mandrick. Hello, Mandrick. Yeah. Hey, hey, daddy <laughs> Oh, Carla. What's up? My, no. three, my three favorite ladies. <laughs> Wow, you say all the right things, Mister. <laughs> exactly. I was oh, going to yeah. say, I bet, I bet he says that to every all the all the ladies. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do. But right now, you're my three favorite. <laughs> yeah, okay. hey, it's, it's working for me. Just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> that makes us feel very special, Mandrake. I, I don't know if you caught it, but we are, we're actually plugging your baklava before earlier in the show. Oh, I totally missed it. I wasn't listening. I have to go back to the podcast for sure. Yeah, it's it's permanently immortalized on the internet now, so you'll be able to <laughs> to hear the archive. I basically made a very goofy joke about your baklava killing people at Porkfest, and it's such a good thing that Free Aid will be there with the defibrillator to undo the damage from your bacon wrapped goodies. Oh, but those bacon wrapped baklava are just deep fried. Yeah, so uh, for anyone who isn't aware, Mandrick has a very successful agorist business, um, and you can go to mandrick.com, check out some of his goodies. And I, I, was, I actually was calling with something real. I wasn't calling for just, you know, all this great talk about me. <laughs> well, we want to we want to stroke your ego. We want to plug you, I guess. We want to talk about your, your good stuff. Oh, all right, wow, bring thanks. out your question there. <laughs> Let me save Stephanie from herself here. <laughs> Please, thank you, Carla. <laughs> Yeah, Mandrick, what was on your... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Did you have a question for Retardla? That's Mandrick's pet (laughs) pet name for Carla. I have to say, I I was a little bit jealous. Mandrick had this pet name that he made up for Carla. He calls her Retardla. (laughs) Now we we have to explain it. It's so sweet. Here's the thing with with Carla. For anybody that's never been to a pork fest, this is the number one reason to go to pork fest, is to see Carla just... Get completely obliterated by Saturday night. <laughs> I have to agree with you there. Oh, the second. number one reason for I don't know why they're not advertising that in a podcast. Okay, I'll, I'll 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 get on that. Yeah, I'll get on it too. I'll make a new audio ad. We'll have an interview come, with come Carla. see Carla. Yeah, Car- come see Carla transform into Retardla. <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys this? Wow. This is a great story. I um, uh, I was being interviewed by John Bush and Catherine Bleich, who are you know free staters oh, who always activists. come out and fantastic activists. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this was Sunday afternoon. It had been a long week. I was definitely channeling Retardla, and John <laughs> had asked me a question about. He had asked a question about the Tenth Amendment, so we were talking states' rights. And somewhere in my, you know, adult brain by that stage, I just I decided he was asking about the Second Amendment, and those are significantly different topics to be sort of chatting about. Wow! <laughs> and to this day, he's like, I'm holding on to that footage for one day. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's awesome. So maybe we can make a retard look commercial. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, wow. That is priceless. Oh, hey, Mandrick. I, I love you guys. I know you're going to have... We love um, you, Mandrick. I know you're going to have baklava. You're, are you going to bring back funnel cake? Well, of course we'll have the funnel cake batter. So, I mean, it's only natural, right? You're my man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Got, love you, Buzz. I, I love you, baby. Wow, this is pretty hot. This is getting getting steamy on the air. <laughs> now, what I want to know, Mandrick, is will you have a low carb treats available for those of us who do the low carb lifestyle at, at Corkfest? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, especially now because I've kind of, uh, thanks to my recent trip to New Hampshire, I've kind of gone a little low carb here and oh. lost like 15 pounds in three weeks. What? <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Wow, good job. We want to see. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there are pics on the internet everywhere you look, right? There's, uh... <laughs> no, there's totally not. <laughs> well, actually, I had your low carb, um, the the hero with uh, just without the wrap, with like extra she, cream and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. Wow. She's talking about desserts. She's talking about desserts. So I, I really got to figure something out. <laughs> well, I have to say, I I would be totally satisfied if you just gave me some meat. I mean, that would be. <laughs> Oh. What, what show am I calling into? You walked right into that. <laughs> wow. No, I, I have to Carlos dying of laughter over here. I'm trying that to work is. at a pickle joke, but I just don't know. Well, you, <laughs> I, I have to say, I ate Mandrick's meat, his, um, his heroes, uh, the last time he was in New Hampshire doing a tour of, of his cooking skills. And it was absolutely delicious. And I, it was so good that I ordered a second plate. And the second time he put bacon in it. And that was, oh, oh my goodness. I think I just, I don't believe in heaven and hell, but I think I, I almost died and went to heaven, non-existent heaven. So, <laughs> so highly, highly recommended. And of course, you know, Mandrick has this baklava that is, uh, well, it's famous, right? <laughs> All right, let's stop talking about me already. Yeah, okay. Really call him with something. Okay, what did you call in about? All right, well, well here comes the break right now. Um, so. No. Oh, oh, you're right. Wow, you predicted that before I even heard the music. So Mandrick, not only is he a wonderful agorist chef, psychic, he, he is also psychic. <laughs> so we're going to bring Mandrick. <laughs> we're going to put bring Mandrick right back. More with him when we return. More uh, train wrecks will undoubtedly ensue. This is She Talk Live. We'll be back 603-435-1105. Stay tuned. This is She Talk Live, Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, and there are three ladies in the studio having a total blast tonight. We are Stephanie and Carla (laughs) and Buzz. Indeed. And we appreciate you listening to our show tonight. Give us a call at 603-435-1105 and let us know what's on your mind. But right now we have a guest on the line who, I have to be honest, is going to take priority. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a very special guest. So let's bring Mandrick back on the line with us. Mandrick, are you still there? I'm very special. Wow, well, that just okay. you, you are so special to all three of us. Just <laughs> we we, we kind of mean gold star special, of course. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, Carla didn't get her gold star this episode. I think you should get it for that. Okay, girl, okay. gold star. Like Scooby Doo lunchbox special. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that, Mandrick. Yes. That is. That is. Oh. <laughs> 
I think can we just officially make the last hour of She Talk Live like retardless hour? Can I can I, <laughs> yes. can I actually become retardless? Yeah, like when we come back on the breaks, yes. it'll be Stephanie retardless, retardless well, and no, Buzz. No, no, no. Hold on. It's not. I said if we're going pet names, Stephanie uh, is train reckoning. <laughs> <laughs> She she was snickering that. over there. Yeah, I, she I got have... upset that I gave. Yeah, she got upset that I gave uh, Carla such a great one. So I was like, all right, here you go. Train <laughs> Train I, I got jealous. I have to admit, I was a little bit left out. But then I got, I got an even better nickname. Well, you, that, you so. kind of did. You know, train wreck at least has some. It well, just come on. It's better than being retarded. <laughs> Oh my uh, goodness. So I think Mandrick actually did have something serious to talk about, but I'm not sure. Mandrick, what what's the verdict on that? Yeah, I mean I have a story. It was, it was pretty cool. It happened this morning. Um oh. so I, I get in my car. Yeah, I get in my car and I start listening to some awesome music a friend of mine shared with me and uh <laughs> so I did I decided to check Facebook before going to work, you know, before I drive. I just fire it up. I fire up the app on my phone and I you know, I grab a bottle of water and I start reading and I almost spilled the water all over my face cuz I saw a uh, the private message from friends sent me. He's in uh, Vegas right now with a couple of his buddies, a couple of our buddies, and they uh, went and saw Penn and Teller last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them got on stage during the show, and which is really cool. But at the end of the show, the whole group of them got to hang out with uh, Penn and Teller for a couple minutes. And wow. uh, my buddy, yeah, it was, it was pretty sweet. And my buddy sends me a message, and uh, he's kind of he's kind of liberty oriented. Oriented. He he um, he kind of gets it, but. I'm still trying to push him a little, you know what I mean, like softly nudge him. <laughs> but uh, gently, so, softly. So, yeah, <laughs> he's not that kind of friend. But okay, <laughs> I'm just teasing but, you, uh, Andrick. Uh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> so, anyways, so he's talking to Penn, and he brings me up. <laughs> so wow. I'm like, okay, yeah, and he started talking about my agorist business and. Uh, you know how I visit New Hampshire sometimes and cook and you know the free staters and so hang out with the free staters and yeah and he uh, he didn't give me the whole story yet he said he's gonna tell, he'll tell me all the details when he gets back Wednesday um, but apparently Pam was really excited and ended up giving my buddy something to give to me oh, oh sweet so yeah. I hope it's yeah. a uh, tiger <laughs> God, what oh my goodness so, what's yeah, this when all I heard about? That, when, okay, I can when, explain when I that, that jump. Magic shows the other magic people. Tiger ate the little guy. Siegfried and Roy. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, it, it yeah. made sense in my head. <laughs> I, so, I thought so that's what you were referencing. By, Carla wants me to get mauled by a tiger. Thank you. Uh, no, Retardla wants me to get mauled <laughs> by a tiger. Carla does not have any responsibility for that. Speaking as the official Free State Project president, she cannot claim any. She just, for those of you watching on the cam, she just put on the hat. So now she is officially... Retardla is in the house. Mandrick, the can of worms you have opened, man. Oh, I have that effect. Look at what you do so. to these ladies in the studio. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it. But yeah, I hope uh, it's I hope it's not a tiger too. I hope it's something really cool for for Mandrick, well, and that is awesome that uh, that you got a yeah, little yeah, nod I mean, from you him. Heard, you should have heard the noises I was making in my car when I read that. It was crazy. And uh, wow, I can only imagine. Was, you know, Could you I remake them for us on the air? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. But but uh, he no, I thanked him and uh, you know for mentioning. You know, he's like he's got like a minute or two to talk with Penn, and you know he's like talking about me. It's like what the hell, but. You have that effect on people. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, okay. But anyway, so uh, he, didn't, he didn't tell me what it was at first, but he actually did. He texted me about uh, an hour or so ago, and he said it, 
it, I think it's I think it's autographed. It's like this little metal card that has the Fourth Amendment on it, which is supposed to trigger oh. in a metal detector. Yeah, it's oh, the Bill yeah. of Rights Security Edition. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, so the idea guess, is you I put it. Like, sorry, go ahead, Magic. Oh, so I guess he signed it. Yeah, go ahead, you can explain what it does. You, you, well, it's uh, as far ahead. as I understand, it's like a little metal piece that you put in your pocket or something, and it's meant to set off metal detectors. And so when you go to the airport and you get uh, inappropriately touched by the TSA, you can put this in your pocket and it'll they'll have to take your bill of rights away because it, it sets off the middle metal detector. Nice. So it's a little little uh, gimmicky yeah. thing. And I know we're, all four of us are just completely crazy for the Constitution, but I thought that was a really <laughs> nice gesture, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. That That is really nice. And I know that um, at least Penn does follow the liberty movement here in New Hampshire. I know that he has uh, endorsed. You know, endorsed Free Keen and the Free State Project and that he has actually given a little hat tip to Pete and Adamo who had their court, you know, their their charges in Greenfield for illegal wiretapping. Right. Which is, I believe, where he's originally from. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really like it when big names like that get, get on board with our our liberty movement here in New Hampshire. And I, I hope at some point they can join us here. You know? Yeah. You know, I was. I would... Go ahead, George. Go ahead, Carla. No, you go. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> After you, Carla. Carla, go ahead. Okay, no, I was. I, I just want to hear. I just want to hear whatever she has to say because I know it's going to be a complete disaster. So go ahead, Carla. Well, Thanks. now that you've all train wrecked, deed my <laughs> thought process. Yes. Oh no, I was go. I don't remember. Thanks. That Thanks, man. That was quite an easy derail. <laughs> derail yeah. Doesn't take much. <laughs> So, Mandrick, what were you going to say? Maybe it'll remind Carla what, what she had in mind. No, I was just going to say, I was kind of hoping it was like a, it was a phone number so I could call and be like, yeah, Yo, you're coming to Porkfest. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. would be awesome. Yeah, right. I mean, the thing so is, awesome. they, you know, we've done a lot of uh, reaching out to them. We have tried to get them to come to both Liberty Forum and to Porkfest. And honestly, the, the, the hassle is they make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And for them to not be doing their show, it's it's really difficult. You know, you're yeah. it's it's just tough. They're pretty much locked into that whole Vegas. Mm. You know, you're there for three hundred and sixty of the sixty five days. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they do. I mean, they're, they're hard workers, but uh, I mean, from what my friends told me, they said that they were super cool to all the fans there. So, I mean, as much as they do that show, I mean, they're just apparently. Like the nicest guys, and and they get it. To, you know, they get it to some degree. You maybe, hear them talk, you know, on the, maybe one day when we can all teleport, we can um, have them there. <laughs> well, when Google perfects their flying cars, it'll be a lot easier to, uh, yeah, to get them up here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I, um, I was actually discussing one of their episodes of uh, their show BS today with a, a friend, and we were talking about recycling and the mm-hmm. subject of whether or not it's efficient to recycle things came up. And, you know, ultimately, I think the the research shows that for some things it's more effective than others, but that reusing things is really better overall. But, you know, I think I'm going to leave this as a cliffhanger because we got another segment coming up. Mandrick, can you stick around? We'll bring you back. Okay. More with Mandrick <laughs> coming up. We will return. This is She Talk Live, 603-435-1105 if you want to weigh in with your thoughts. We'll be back. She Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. 
You've made liberty your life's goal, but something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. Welcome back. This is She Talk Live. We do appreciate you tuning in to our show tonight. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to see us doing what we do live. And of course, freetalklive.com is the site that hosts our show. It's normally Free Talk Live. We just call it She Talk Live. And it has a number of other cool features for your listening pleasure. It tells you how to listen to the show, get updates about the show, Free Talk Live, follow them on Facebook. Um, archives going back to 2006 ways to listen on your mobile phone and all kinds of features all totally free so you should definitely go check that out and with you tonight it is stephanie and carla and buzz i'm sorry retardla oh how could you have forgotten really (laughs) (laughs) because i forgot last time to have my mic ready and it's uh, just yes sorry i know it can be a lot to remember when they're on the air I, I did just want to mention real quick before we bring Mandrick back on the phone to finish our discussion from the last segment. Um, she Talk Live actually has its own Facebook page now, so you can like She Talk Live on Facebook. And I almost hesitate to pimp our website because, oh no, I just hung up on Mandrick. Oops, that was <laughs> that was not good. Sorry, Mandrick. Whoops. <laughs> Mandrick, uh, if you if you would like, you can call back. We did have another caller, and I accidentally hung up on you novice on the phones that was tisk tisk but anyway she talk live does have a facebook page you can like us on there and get updates about the show and we are going to bring mandrick is that you calling back mm-hmm. <laughs> are you mad that i hung up on you no <laughs> i do apologize for that i didn't want to pull a nick Ryder, which is what happened last week when uh it, it totally just happened again. I know. Apparently, all the Sunday hosts just love hanging up on me. Well, it's it's really because we don't have the mad skills that Ian Freeman has at running the phones, and uh, you know we we do try to keep in practice, but sometimes, uh, you know, what can we say? Our fingers get tired, or something like that. So, <laughs> it's lots of red shiny lights. Yes, it is. It is indeed. Uh, so we were. I, actu- love, I love you, Carla. <laughs> what about me? <laughs> Retarda loves you too. (laughs) Okay, let's get serious, ladies. We were talking about something, and that was actually recycling. And I was mentioning before we came up on the break that um, I was discussing with a friend the Penn and Teller episode uh, because Mandrick had originally called in about um, Penn and Teller giving him an autographed copy of the Fourth Amendment Security Edition, and. You know, I was talking about this recycling episode, and I think they did this show where basically they played a joke on people, and they tried to convince people that they had to use these like 14 different recycling bins in all different colors, 
and they had to sort their trash into each one. And people actually did, did it. Did it, of course, yeah. And then not only that, but they would go around to all these recycling bins and say, oh, you, you put a green piece of glass in this one, the green glass goes in this bin, and the clear glass goes in this one. And the people would be like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know. And it kind of just went to show how people get, I guess, peer pressured into recycling when sometimes, you know, some some people's uh, facts and figures say that recycling certain things like such as paper are not as environmentally friendly as just maybe reusing them for something else like right. wrapping paper or something or, like that. Um, worm food. Or worm food, yeah. Composting, that's another or, thing. Or joints. Oh, <laughs> that's always another option, man. Man, you're desperate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow, yeah. So I I did want to get that out. I thought that was kind of an interesting concept because I always encounter that in my own life. A lot of people... Um, you know, I, I guess I live in an area that's predominantly made up of people of a left, you know, kind of liberal persuasion. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people around me are always kind of persuading me to try to recycle things. And every time I have a can or a piece of paper or a bottle, they're like, aren't you going to recycle that? And I try to reuse whenever possible, actually. Um, and I buy things that will last and, you know, not be thrown out to create a lot of trash. But, you know, there there are some things that I I don't really feel guilty about not recycling. And no, and I mean, I don't, um, especially when the, like the paper, you know, when they, when you recycle paper, what they do is they bleach it and to get the ink out or the, the coloring right. out. And it still comes out this kind of brownish earthy, crunchy color in the end, but the, the bleaches and stuff that they use to re- remove the dyes are not very environmentally friendly and they have to ship it in trucks right. to get it to the place yeah, where they I've, do that. I've read numerous articles actually where, where when they really look at the numbers, it doesn't make sense, you know, because mm-hmm. now suddenly you're shipping things in trucks and so there's gas and there's that. Yeah, and, gas. And yeah. just the enormous amount of energy it takes it to change it from one form and back into another form. It takes an enormous amount of energy. Yeah. Yeah. What are you saving? I think it's it's mostly a thing where people feel good about it, but may not necessarily know some of those other costs that are more hidden, you know. But somebody somewhere is taking care of it, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess I, so. You know what I, I like to do? I like to buy the cheapest uh, soda they have in cans mm-hmm. and, uh, and then just dump them out in, in my grass and then just throw the cans in the trash. You are a son of a bitch, Mandrake. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally kidding about that. But I know you're kidding about dumping out the soda in your grass, too. <laughs> yeah, it's my neighbor's grass, actually. <laughs> and now there are little soda can trees growing on his lawn. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's, that is exactly Take the what hat happens. off of her head. <laughs> oh, it's off. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Yes. Um, Mandrake, one final question for you. What are you drinking mm-hmm. on tonight? Uh, I was drinking on water because I'm lame. <laughs> well, that's okay. We were uh, all drinking on water, too. So You guys should totally give a plug for a Bardo Fest. I'm going to be there at the end of May. Okay. Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding us. Um, of course, you can sample Mandrick's fine delicacies at Bardo Fest. <laughs> you could get my, his heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> well, Free Aid will be there with our defibrillator, so we, we've got it covered in case anybody... See, it's teamwork. That's what the Free State Project's so why, about. That's exactly. so why I'm not learning CPR. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we have one person whose food may or may not kill you. We got another person who can save your life. Exactly. <laughs> I like it's, our society. It's, uh, 
It's shock and awe. Well, I guess it'd be awe and shock. Yeah. You're awed by the food. Exactly. You're awed, you're awed by the food, and then you're shocked by the defibrillator. Oh, man. That's perfect. Yeah, and Bardo Farm Fest is a really cool event. Um, it's run by some freestaters who very graciously open up their property for people to camp on for the weekend and basically learn uh, you know, there's a lot of entertainment there. There were fire spinners last year. There was all kinds of um, live, li- bands. live bands. Yeah, movies, liberty-oriented kind of community um, and people coming together and various organizations being represented. But I think a lot of the point is to go there and kind of learn about this sustainable living thing that mm-hmm. they've got going on, which is that, uh, you know, the Bardo Farm is... Um, it has a lot of different animals and they grow vegetables and they have this kind of off the grid lifestyle. So anyone who's curious about that should definitely check it out. It is going to be Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we're doing sort of this thing this year where we're going to have, we're calling it test drive New Hampshire. So for people who are interested, if you want to come up for Bardo Fest, which is the Bardo Farm Fest, the BFF, really easy to remember. <laughs> Best friends forever, Bardo uh, Farm Fest. Yep. Yeah. And um, you can stay, you can actually camp on their grounds between Memorial Day weekend and, and Park, Park Fest, Fest, which starts June 20th. Mm-hmm. And in return for a free camping space and uh, possibly even food. I mean, we'll, we'll need to clarify that, but, mm-hmm. I, but I think we'll, we'll be able to do meals. You need to work a few hours a day, and they will teach you various things like how to kill a chicken, how to pluck a chicken, how to kill a turkey, how to feed an oxen. It's, it's not just killing. It's also growing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. But the- and, and how to, you know, get an off-the-grid power supply and collect rainwater and all these kinds of really interesting You're not interested in the chicken killing? <laughs> well, I, I, let's put it this way. I, I like to eat the chickens, but I want someone else to kill them because right. it's sad they're really cute it really is i mean the first time i killed a turkey i cried but yeah but um, you got a great photo of it (laughs) (laughs) and then and then you stopped crying when you tasted its deliciousness yeah i stopped crying after the second one (laughs) now i'm a turkey killer carla was like so good. (laughs) (laughs) I know I actually and and I baked my turkey in lard that I rendered myself, which I also got from the Bardo farm. So wow. You guys are missing apparently the number one reason to go is the bacon they make. That's what everybody told me. Yeah. I I heard they have wonderful bacon. And uh Mandrick, thank you so much for calling us tonight. We had a great time talking to you. We're gonna take some other calls. We love you too. (laughs) Back at ya. This is She Talk Live. We'll be back. This is She Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. We're so glad to have you joining us in this, the last segment of She Talk Live. You're going to have to wait a whole other month to hear us again, but uh, you should take advantage of our time tonight and give us a call while you still can get it in. 603-435-1105 is our number. And of course, you can bring up anything that's on your mind. And of course, Stephanie here with you. Carla. And Buzz. Excellent. (laughs) And Retartla. Oh, wow. It's not often that we have four co-hosts. This is a very, very (laughs) special night. So (laughs) I think we'll start off the segment with a call that's been waiting very patiently on the line. Well, we um, screwed around with Mandrick, I guess you could say. (laughs) This is uh, a very special guest. We're going to bring him on. I believe this is Ms. Porcupole 2010. Is that right? Yeah, it's Ms. Porcupole. (laughs) Ms. I appreciate the, you know, 
the recognition of my gender. <laughs> so anyway, hey, like it's that. great to be nice to see you all there today. Huh. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a proud Miss Porky Ball. I hope to be giving away my title. The 2011, I will be there. Oh, and wonderful. At Buzz's Big Gay Dance Party, right? Absolutely. Bigger. <laughs> bigger. That's right. I signed bigger. up already. Yeah, bigger gay dance party. <laughs> right. <laughs> are are you practicing? Um do you are you um do you think you can still defend your title perhaps? That's a good question. Now, here in Minnesota, we have the um you know, right down the street from me, I, you know, about 10 15 miles away is like the largest pole dancing gym in at least in the state. Wow, that's got hot. 27 different poles, I guess, and the instructors there. But so, I went to go check it out, right? No men allowed. Oh, are you kidding oh, me? That no, is... I'm not. Oh, well, That's... I'm I'm glad to be a groundbreaker. Right, and I tried to tell them, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm Ms. Porcupole. Right. You have so, credentials, yeah. I do, and maybe that would help, you know? I mean, it's kind of it's the female gender thing. I don't know. Maybe they'll let me in next time. If I bring my, maybe I bring my... Uh, but they my said staff. no men? They totally said no yeah. men? Oh, yeah, no men. Not in the group classes. That's so wrong. I could do it in the private class, I guess. Maybe I'll have to do that. Because I think the competition is going to be really fierce this year. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. Oh, yeah. I, people have been hey. training for this since 2010. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The thing, who got it? That Doug guy? What? That, oh, oh, my God. I, got, I can kick his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. Well, I'm yeah, I, do. I don't know. You were pretty good. I think someone's going to really have to bring their A game. Absolutely. I think I was the only one who can go upside down or something like that. I can't remember. I don't know. That, uh, uh, yes. I saw a I'll couple of other that. people go upside down, but of course nobody could yeah. do it like Not Doug. in the fashion you did. No way. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm blushing. <laughs> that was our goal, to make you blush. Hey, <laughs> so I still, I still have your cubic zirconia pen that goes with That's your sash. That's what I was going to call yeah. about. You're going to mail it to me, and I never got it. It's... You don't understand New Hampshire. I'm so far away from a post office. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's okay. Let's just hang on to it until that time. Uh, yeah, I'll keep it for anyway. you. But I also have another special gift for you as well as the reigning Miss Porcupole. So I'm going to keep oh. that. I'm going to keep that under wraps. So. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, you should be. You should be. Wow. Yeah, I think Porkfest this year is going to be, and I can say this because I organized the other one, so I'm only hurting my own, I'm hurting retardless feelings, is oh. this is going to be the best Porkfest ever. Ever. Not yeah. even yet. Wow. Ever. This is going to be the... Wow. That's a pretty strong statement. Yeah. And, yeah, until funny, next year. The funny thing about my party last year was that it started out as a complete joke. You know, I was... Well, so did Mo Green's uh, Forget You. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I get extra. That's the gold star for not saying gold, the song. That's gold name. star number two. Yeah. Oh. The next thing I noticed. That's for on, Retarda. That's right. She gets one. Too. I sent out invitations, and the next thing I know, like a thousand people had been invited. And like, I look at the <laughs> I look at the Facebook, and there's like 280 people that have replied yes. I'm like, oh man, I really got to do this. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no choice. Now. And actually, this year it's going to be really exciting. Um, oh, I've, I've got some new toys for this I, year i'm sponsoring a tent in in the bowl area the free 603 tent uh -huh. and uh buzz will be having 
the bigger gay dance party. Absolutely. There on the field, <laughs> and it's going to be so fun. If you haven't oh, gotten your be... tickets for Porkfest yet, mm-hmm. and you can and you can get you can pre-buy your tickets to the party. Yes, um, you can. At the, uh, I've when bought you, mine. When you you don't even yes, please. even if you've already registered for Porkfest, you can go back and get your ticket. Um, for so the it's not going to be in the middle of nowhere in the back of the campground. No, no, no. This no, year it's we're, we're on the field, honey. We're taking we're taking oh. it big time now, big time. Nice. And of course, I just want to mention real quick: anyone who hasn't gotten their tickets, go to porcfest.com and register. And of course, grab your tickets for Buzz's Big Gay Dance Party. I I also want to say if you if you go to Facebook and type in Buzz's Bigger Gay Dance Party, that's where the invitation is. There's also a chip in on that page, and I mean this thing is getting like way out of control with the expenses and stuff. Yeah. So if anybody can spare five bucks, ten bucks, uh, three bucks, whatever, <laughs> feel free to chip in because it's it's for the general awesomeness fund. And the more money I get for the general awesomeness fund, the more awesome I can make the party because I am not Miss Moneybags. <laughs> But you sure know how to throw an awesome party. I have mad planning skills for parties. I'm just gay that way. <laughs> we love it. It's all coming together now. Yeah. So, I have so, one more thing to say, and I forgot what it was now. Oh, I remember. Hey, this year I'm going to be selling smoothies. I was oh. actually going to ask you about that, Doug. I was trying to bring the conversation back to agorism and something. I am so that- down for a smoothie. Mm. Oh. Well, if, if I ate carbs, I would have smoothies. I will be a regular <laughs> customer. I will go get my funnel cake from Mandrick and swing by for a smoothie. Awesome. And that's yep. going to be in well, Agora I'm... Valley, right? Agora Valley is where the free market thrives, as I say over and over again every single hour on the Liberty Radio Network and the Pork Fest. Yes, Park. that's where I will be. And I'm trying to think, I really, really, really want to make like natural, you know, all natural fruit smoothies. And like, I'm, I'm just going to, I called Bardo Farms to see if I could. If they have any fruit or tomatoes, even, so I can do soup or something. Cool. But it's so That's early in the season, I think I'm going to have to go to, like, you know, Costco. Do you have Costco out there in New Hampshire? No, we but... Have well, BJ's. BJ's. Oh, a big, um, a big wholesale club, yeah. But we also have many really beautiful, great either co-ops or farmer's markets mm-hmm. and... It's. I mean, it's a, a January. Uh, not January. June. June is a little early, early. in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, f- in it terms is. of growing, like our growing season really pushes out to August. We have a short growing season up here. Yeah, but there are a lot of people yeah. with greenhouses. That's true too. Yeah, it's like hot right. house so greenhouse. I was hoping to buy stuff from you, know, libertarian friends out there. I could help their business, and then. But one yeah. thing I am going to get from Bardo Farms are are eggs. So oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I put raw eggs in there. And nice. I don't have to do it for everybody, you know, of course, because some people freak out. But uh, it really it adds, adds the protein. It makes it all fluffy and good and yeah. good stuff, man. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, an it's very nutritious. And I get all my eggs from the Bardo Farm. The wow. Oh, yeah. Look at and, um, yeah, I mean, I live four miles. They're, they're my closest neighbors. So, you know, I spend a lot of time there. And I love it. You know, I, I generally buy organic eggs anyway. But I can see a distinct difference even between like a high-end, nice, you know, co-op organic egg Mm -hmm. and the Bardo eggs. I mean, their yolks are almost orange. You know, they're just... uh, You can tell those are some happy chickens, right? (laughs) And of course, they do have a website, bardoproject.com, if you want to find out more about them. Just a quick plug for our friends over there. And uh, yeah, Doug, I think it's great that you're going to be making smoothies. I think it's awesome to see people being entrepreneurs and starting up their own businesses and there certainly is a big demand for food, and I think 
everyone who provides that service is filling a, in a very important niche at Porkfest. So thanks for doing that. And then you can come to my party and dance it all off. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, you know, food and uh, then gay dance party. So that's what's all about. Sweet. <laughs> nice that, Buzz. <laughs> oh, so you must be watching Bye, the guys. cam. <laughs> Bye, Doug. Thank you for calling us tonight. We do appreciate that. And so I guess, you know, we only have a couple minutes left in the show, but we should probably end it off by just talking about Porkfest as we have been during the whole segment. Uh, what's everybody most excited for at Porkfest? Me? Saturday, after the gay dance party's <laughs> over. That's when Buzz, buzz is off. That's when I get Not my vacay. Oh. Yeah. I, um,. I mean, I'm looking forward to a lot of the speakers. I mean, Stefan Molyneux is coming back. He um, gives a great speech, he, I have he's, to say. You know, I love that's, his podcast. That's a man who gives good speech. Yeah. Yep. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Did they just get Roderick Long? Uh, yes. They did get Roderick Long. That's um, You that's know, great. they're going to be, um, as as our tradition is, you know, we'll, we'll have stuff from the FSP. You know, we'll put some panels together. We're going to have a throwdown between the different regions. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Which I, I think, think will be. There are a lot of people in the market to move to different places in yes. New Hampshire. And, you know... I would love it as concentrated as we can get with the activists, the better. But at the same time, different areas have different things to offer. And it's really great to have a, sh- a showcase with different people trying to compete for new movers. I just love that idea. Because it's that's what we're about, competition and voluntary choice. Well said. I, I can think of a better way to end off the show. So thank you so much for listening. It's been Stephanie with you. And Carla. And Buzz. And She Talk Live will be back next month. In the meantime, enjoy Free Talk Live, freetalklive.com, and have a great month.